0: Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast, which is at the corner of peace and mind with your host, Trinity Gwen. Now, I'm very excited to talk about this episode, but before I dive in, I'm going to, you know, do my weekly check-in that, you know, I always update you guys with on my on my life within the last episode up to this moment. Um, I hope everyone had a very safe um, Labor Day weekend. I went back home the weekend. It was pretty fun. Went to see some people and see my friends, saw my family. It was very fun. Um, but what wasn't fun was the train ride to get home. Uh, <laughs> this time around, we took. I took the train home because the plane tickets were just way too expensive right now. So we were like, okay, let's take the train. Here I am trying to be as optimistic as possible. And I'm like, hey, It'll be aesthetic. Let's do that. This should be fun. I get to the train station and one, it's supposed to be leaving at 3.45. I get there at around 3.20ish, maybe, maybe even, not even before 3. Because you know, sometimes a train will get there early and board early and you'll never know that you missed it until someone tells you. Yeah. So I check in and the lady's just like, oh yeah, your train's going to be here a little bit late. So when I thought a little bit late, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be sitting here for hours. We boarded on f- at 5 a.m. <laughs> we boarded the train at 5 a.m. And may I tell you, this train was not the most comfortable. Now I know, you know, seats aren't, they're, I mean, they're made to be comfortable, but they're not comfortable to be sitting in for a numerous amount of hours. And let me tell you, I was on there for a numerous amount of hours. I did eventually fall asleep and then I kept falling asleep and waking back up in 10 minute increments. It was not the greatest. The dude who sat next to me was pretty chill. I mean, we had like a couple like, not moments, it was just one of those things that we kind of look over each other and laugh because something happened on the free the rows in front of us was basically it. He seemed pretty chill. We literally, we got to know each other's names at the end of the, the, the ride. Like when we got to our destination, we were just like, oh yeah, what's your name? Yeah. Um, the person who sat next to me was not the greatest on the way back though. Uh, on the way home, the train was way better. The train looked so much better because I mean, I, I knew what to expect when I came back to my home like, station as opposed to where I, uh, the train station was in Cleveland oh my goodness, this station looked so bad in Cleveland. Like It was so old. You know, okay, have you ever been to a Walmart that's not renovated, as opposed to the ones that are newly renovated? You could tell, it was one of those situations. The train station didn't even have a screen to tell you what train comes at what time. There were pieces of paper Printed out next to it, like there to tell you what time it was. So um, there it is. On my way back home, though, uh, at first I didn't have anyone sitting next to me. And it was funny because the lady who was on the train boarding everyone, she was just like, make sure that you. (sighs) Someone pushed their chair out. (laughs) Um, I was like, make sure that uh, you have your seat in your seat only the train ride is about so is, is sold out so we don't have any room for people to lay out now I wasn't gonna, gonna lay out in the two seat the, the seat next to me I was just gonna stay in my spot and stay in my lane and I did this whole time I thought I was just gonna have a whole seat to myself to just lay something just put something else on my seat no when we got to Indiana. There was this dude that sat next to me. Um, he wasn't as front. Friend- I'm not gonna say he wasn't friendly. It was just that. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's just that. It. W- he wasn't. F- it wasn't that he wasn't friendly. It was just that. He was kind of weird, um, and when I say this, he was just. Okay. So when we sat down. he sat down because i was already here when he came to board he came later maybe an hour or two later no for about three hours i i had the seat to myself he sat down i told you these chairs were fine like you if you sat in them for about an hour they're they're chill but after a while you get kind of not not uncomfortable it's just like you because you want to move like you've been sitting for a couple hours so this man sits next to me Immediately in the first 10 minutes, he's like fidgeting around and moving and adjusting his seat. This man has already done almost any position possible to try and sit in this seat. And I'm like, there's no other way that you can make this seat comfortable. Deal with it. He was just like sitting back, sitting front, like moving his... At this point, he was basically giving the seat a lap dance at this point, if I'm going to be honest. And... At one point, <laughs> he just kept moving his arms, and I had my like my, my blanket on across from me. He just kept, like, he wasn't nudging me, but how he was just adjusting himself. I'm just like, dude, just sit down. He obviously didn't look, like, comfortable, but I'm like, what uh, what can you do? This is a train. This is not the hotel, so uh, you're going to have to make it work. Um... Eventually, he did get off. I fell asleep, and I woke up, and he was he was gone. I was like, thank goodness. But, um, yeah, that's how my ride home went. And I had my car with me. So my car had stayed in the, the train station parking lot for a couple of days, and then I came back, and then I had to drive all the way back to campus. But the thing is, this specific place that I have to park, I, I parked there, and then I had to go back. So that was my weekend it was <laughs> it was great though it was really great it was just the commute to getting home and the commute to getting back was just a really big hassle so that it was exactly seven minutes of me talking about my weekend and how um everything's going with me so far now we're going to actually talk about the episode today which i'm very 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 excited about so we're going to talk about film and how it impacts me i I talk about a lot of episodes and how it packs my life film is one of those newer things it's not exactly new per se i'd say at one point it was always there and then i just never acknowledged it you know what i mean i always loved movies and if you know me um if if you're a close friend of mine or if you've known me for about a minute i do love disney and i do love disney films Disney is not the only thing that I watch, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. But I am going to be talking about a few scenes that um that I love. So, uh, rundown of what we're going to be talking about today before we actually dive, dive in. I'm going to be talking about the impact of movies, um, my favorite movie slash scenes, how some characters impacted my life, and a couple of I wouldn't say films, just a couple of videos that I made. They're not necessarily a film, you know. So let's actually get started. I said this like eight times. Let's actually get started. So my first um, experience with an actual movie goes back to when I was a baby. Now, I couldn't witness this, so I'm only going off of what my parents told me. Um, Whenever I got upset, or I got fussy, or I was just not having a good time, my parents would always, always sit me in front of the TV with Finding Nemo. And it's been my favorite movie ever since. Um, And I always, I I asked her one day, and I was like, why? And my mom was just like, it was just because of the colors, and it was just such a vibrant movie. It just got you hooked and it got you quiet for a couple of hours. And I was like, okay, touche. It still does. Um, Finding Nemo. If you haven't seen Finding Nemo, what are you doing? And Finding Dory. Um, I was about to go in about the whole plot of the movie. I'm pretty, hopefully some of you guys have seen it. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies and it's such a sweet, (laughs) it's really sweet movie. Um, What I'm going to talk about, Finding Nemo actually is a movie that has one of my favorite scenes, of course. It's the scene where, this is at the point Nemo got taken and he got put into the dentist's aquarium. And Nigel comes in because the gang knew Nigel. And the Nigel recognized Nemo. And this is a part where the whole... Story of Marlon's journey to find his son gets spread all across the ocean from species to species, and then it finally gets to Nigel, and Nigel tells Nemo about how he's trying to look for him or how close he is and what he's done to try and save him, and I don't know why I get I don't know maybe it's because I've been getting older, maybe it's my girl hormones and in full swing when I, I don't know, but every time I get choked up, every time when I see that part, like I shed at least one tear because it's so wholesome. It's like the light in Nemo's eyes when he's listening to Nigel, telling um, him that his father, his very moderate, like he's very strict to the point, no take risks he's that he's that kind of dad and hearing Nigel say that his father has quote unquote fought sharks and went great lengths to find his son was so wholesome to me. It was one of the cutest parts um yeah, I do <laughs> I do get a little teary-eyed. I don't know why I just don't know why it's I, at this point it's involuntary so. That's one of my favorite scenes. Now, that movie is kind of like, not I wouldn't say the epitome of my childhood. It basically, in some ways, it did raise me other than my parents because, like I said, they would put me in front of it when I was fussy. But those were, I think that was one of my first interactions with, with actually watching Disney and how much I love Disney, why I love Disney so much because it puts me in this state where I don't have to worry about anything else. Um, when I watch a Disney movie, I feel like a kid again, other than me still being a, a big kid, if you, <laughs> if you know me. Um, I'm still a, a just a, a giant kid, which is ironic, because I'm 5'3". So, um, back to Disney, though, like always. Uh, I listen to Disney Religiously, I watch Disney religiously because I always know to come back to it when I'm not in the best mood. Or I look for a specific scene that's been replaying in my head for weeks and it always makes me feel better. So obviously Disney has had a positive impact on me. It's not one of those things that just she's just obsessed. She's so obsessed with it. Like there's a reason for it. And the reason being is that it just it's a comfort thing. It's like a comfort blanket. You know, from Peanuts, Minus has a security blanket. That's how it is. So that's one of this that's one of my favorite movies and one of my favorite scenes. I'm gonna have at least four and only one of them is not Disney. <laughs> so the next movie is Princess and the Frog that came out in 2009. Now, I actually talked about Princess and the Frog for my college statement or my personal essay, personal statement, what have you. Um, side note, for anyone who's starting to write their personal statement or thinking about their personal statement, make it as unique as possible. Do not try and make it for other people This is their only way, unless you go to a college visit or somehow bump into the admissions office, people, you know, this is their only way to figure out who you are as a person and finding like a a generic topic is not gonna help them with that in the slightest. These people have read hundreds of essays. You need to make yours count. Do not talk about your mission trip, or athletics, or I don't know, make it make it weird, if that makes sense. Just make it something no one would think about. My brother, he told me he made a story about how he lost his wallet, and he went to Syracuse. He graduated from Syracuse, and he graduated from SCAD as well. So it can be anything, really. So back to... <laughs> what i was saying i talked about princess and the frog in my personal statement because that was the first time we actually saw a black princess on screen and i was about 6 years old um at that point we already had mulan and we had jasmine but we did not have a black princess or a black representation in the media as we do now and that can have an effect on um, black women growing up or you know just young black girls in general because we never saw ourselves in that light we never saw ourselves as oh I can be a princess at least I didn't you know Um, it has gotten better of course but um, it still could be better. But um, Princess and the Frog is one of, one of my favorites as well. Um, I think Princess and the Frog and Tangled are my favorite. Wow. So sorry, guys. Um, favorite Disney princess movies. Those two are my favorite. I have a top five, but I'm not going to go through the top five because I can switch them off as much as I, as much as I please. So Princess and the Frog... The scene that I want to talk about is, at this point, Naveen and Tiana are both frogs already, and they get to Mama Odie's house, and she's singing, this is the dig a little deeper scene, and this is the part where she talks about Naveen, and she was like, I know the lyrics, hold on. Yeah, she was like, young froggy, was a rich little boy. You want to be rich again. And then she keeps talking about how money isn't going to get you far. You need genuine moments. So at that point, when Mama Odie is talking to Naveen, Naveen is looking at Princess Tiana across the room, and she's dancing with Ray. And it goes back to his face, and he's smiling. And that's the cutest part ever. I don't care. That's the cutest part of the movie hands down so that's my favorite and at that point I was like man I love love this is so cute um Princess and the Frog top tier I don't know why Netflix took it off um but either way that was a that was a great movie if you haven't seen Princess and the Frog please do now the next one I'll switch it up is from Singing in the Rain. Now, Singing in the Rain, I watched um, recently, not recently, um, yeah, it was recently. It was actually my senior year of high school, and it was the first semester of senior year. And that's when I took um, film studies. So I started taking film studies because I had a interest in interest in it already like my foot was already in the door I already liked movies and I already liked talking about um different actors and different shots and you know all that and I started to know the behind the scenes about it and what um some actors had to give up to do this role or at this point what was going on in this movie while they were shooting you know uh we saw Sing we watched sing in the rain and i loved it because i it was one of those movies that i knew the soundtrack to but i hadn't seen the movie <laughs> um just like oklahoma i have not seen oklahoma but i really hope to watch it one of these days and my favorite scene from there is actually singing in the rain like the song when gene kelly is singing singing in the rain because another love scene um I forgot the main character's name Don that was his name Don and Kathy are starting to like each other or I think at this point they're dating but um Kathy I think Don walks Kathy to his house to her house and he leaves her house like as she he leaves after he kisses her and once she closed the door it starts to rain and you know, you get butterflies and when you like someone and you're in that like they're in that puppy love part of the relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. They're in the puppy love like stage. So it starts to rain and he's just embracing it. And at that point he he embraced it so much that when a taxi came, he just waved it along, be like, You guys can go, I can I'm gonna walk because um love makes you do crazy things. And I talked about this scene in one of my Snapchat stories that's dedicated to film and to movies. Um, And I said that love makes you do crazy things, which it does, and one of those things is singing in the rain. Um, So you can even hear it in the lyrics too, when he's like, I'm singing in the rain, what a glorious feeling, I'm happy again. Um, I'm laughing at clouds, so dark up above, the sun's in my heart and I'm ready for love. It's very it's a very cute scene. He's dancing and singing in the rain. And I didn't know at this point Gene Kelly was had had a fever while he was doing that entire scene. Like he was dancing in the rain, tap dancing with a fever, and I couldn't even tell. So <laughs> kudos to Gene Kelly. Um Yeah. Gene Kelly's cool. He's a great actor. Um, There's also a scene, I forgot what the movie was, but he also played in this movie that involved Jerry, like Tom and Jerry, I forgot what the title was, but I think Frank Sinatra was also in the movie, but I'm not exactly sure. There's a scene where he's tap dancing with Jerry, and I watch that at least once a month, because it brings me so much joy. Um, now the fourth and final one, the fourth and final scene is actually pretty recent. And it's, um, from the newest, the, the, sorry, the live action version of Jungle Book. So the 2016, um, remake of the Jungle Book. Now I remember seeing this movie in theaters. I think this was the exact night that it came out. It definitely was. I went with some of my childhood friends, I went with my, my now still best friend, and two of my other friends that we were in the same class with, and um, we all had planned this. Uh, we were, you know, we didn't have any cars then, so we had to ask our parents in advance if they can take us to the movies, and we all meet there, and our parents can meet, and it would be fun. We all got there at different times, but we did get there before the movie started, and we, it was so packed, I remember this, because we sat in the first few rows, like, it wasn't the first, first rows, but it's, like, far back, like, in the base area, like, the level area, few rows back, that's where we were. So, initially, we were kind of looking up, but it wasn't so bad. Um, We watched it, we laughed, uh, some there were kind of a few jump scares in there. So my best friend definitely like screamed, <laughs> which made it even funnier. So when I saw that, um, it was a great movie. It was, it, was, it was great. And I had just watched it again recently and I forgot about this one scene that I love so much. And it's basically um, the part where the elephants, one of the baby elephants, Falls into like a ditch, and Mowgli wakes up to hearing um, elephants trumpeting, and he goes to help. Now in this version of the Jungle Book, they're praised like they're they're like royalty of the of the jungle. Like whenever the elephants marched past them, they would always bow. This is gonna get on my nerves that there are so many people pushing their chairs out. It's insane. Um, <laughs> I almost feel like some people do it on purpose because I don't know how thin these walls are. But um, either way, what I was saying, In um, at one point, every time the elephants march, everyone has to bow down to them. But in the cartoon version, they're seen as more of a nuisance. They're just militant doing a patrol, that sort of thing. But in this one they're praised, which is, you know, pretty cool. It's pretty cool that it wasn't the exact same thing, but they changed their they changed their views on it. So, um in this scene, Mowgli goes down to help one of the baby elephants with one of his his tools that he makes, like he makes like a a rope that he tries to pull them out connects it to one of the older elephant's tusks to pull it out. And while this is going on, Baloo and Bagheera are watching this because they have to take them back to the man village. And obviously Mowgli doesn't want to go. So um, while this is going on, they made such a really beautiful rendition of their necessities And I promise you, I listen to it every day. It's my favorite version of it. It's really orchestral, um, and you can hear the strings in there. And when I listen to it, as the scene is going on, it's a sunrise. But when I listen to it, I see it as a sunset. it's hard to explain it when you haven't heard it or maybe you have and you probably know what I'm talking about but it's called if you want to listen to it it's on the Jungle Book soundtrack album and it's called Mowgli and the Pit and I see it more as a sunset because when I think of that song I think of bare necessities when I think of bare necessities I think of childhood and the song thinks of I think of it as a sunset and when I think of a sunset it's A temporary leave because you know the sun leaves after a couple of hours and it comes back and I associate that sunset with my childhood because the childhood it eventually goes away but it's never really gone so that's why I put it together maybe I can make a visual on it so you guys can it makes more sense hopefully what I just explained makes more sense but yeah that's my favorite and I also really love elephants elephants are my favorite animal of all time and it was something that me and my grandma used to bond with of course um I, this was a grandma that I talked about in a couple episodes back that <laughs> gave me my first trombone but it wasn't the best trombone but I still cherish it um so my grandma before she passed away she had in our old my first childhood home that I lived in she there was our house on the top and her house on the bottom and whenever you'd walk into her house there was a shrine of elephants all over there was you know elephants as far as the eye can see there were no duplicates of these elephants they were all different shapes and different sizes and different colors and all made of anything you could possibly think of, they were made of plastic, they were made of wood, they were made of glass, porcelain, anything, and every time, maybe if she was asleep or I didn't want to disturb her, I'd always come down and look at them, and one day when I own a house, I hope to have one just like her, so that's one of the things we always bonded with, Um, yeah, the elephants just hold a really close place to my heart, so (laughs) <laughs> that's why I love the. That's why I also love the scene so much. Now, I'm gonna talk about how a couple of characters impacted my life, but I'm not gonna go in specifics. So, characters mainly for me growing up were kind of. They kind of shift. They kind of made my personality. That makes sense because who you watch and who you let influence you, who you you know, dedicate your time for thirty minutes out of a, out of an episode. You know shapes who you are in a way. Um, I watched a lot of SpongeBob. I watched a lot of Powerpuff Girls. I watched a lot of Steven Universe, a lot of Cartoon Network. Amazing with a Gumball. Um, who else was on Cartoon Network? <laughs> Teen Titans. You know all of those. Now Steven Universe. I talked about this episode, but um, all of the women and the gems in those in that show made me feel like I can do anything when I was younger. Giant women being able to stop anything that they put their minds to, and SpongeBob making me feel like I can be optimistic about everything, and also the annoying aspect of it. Um, But just being unapologetically you, and being okay with that, and knowing that some people aren't gonna be okay with it, and some people are. Um, I watched a lot of things when I was younger, that kind of sparked my interest today. Me, um, Little Einsteins. I used to watch Little Einsteins a lot. And I play an instrument. And, you know, I mean, probably it was always there. But when I was, I always liked watching Little Einsteins. Um, Wonder Pets. I've always loved working with animals and making sure that they were okay and learning about them. Caillou. Now that I realize it, Caillou is probably the most annoying boy on the planet. But... <laughs> He did teach me how to share such as like Sesame Street and Elmo's World and all that when I was younger. I don't watch Sesame Street now. I hope that wasn't I hope that wasn't a, I hope you I hope you guys didn't think that. <laughs> um but yeah, I can go on and on about how many characters have impacted my life, but this will be a very long episode. And now I'm going to talk about how um watching these movies kind of make me make these videos that I make and some some of these videos I post on Instagram some of which I don't post on Instagram because I don't own the songs or that I put in the background my first I can't even imagine tell you what was the first movie that or first little video I made probably back when I had my iPod that I mentioned in the expression episode and um was probably one of those but I also I always just made home movies if I ever had a camera in front of me I would always like leave a video of me on there explaining something giving a house tour or talking about my day or what my dad was doing next to me you know um he was just he would just literally be on his phone I'm just like hey dad look literally that's you know it was stupid so Um, but the videos that I make now, I try to make them as heartwarming as possible because, um, I take a lot of videos, like, I take a lot of videos and everything just to capture the moment, and initially I was like, maybe I should put this all together and see what I get, um, when I was in high school, I don't know which episode I mentioned this, or maybe I haven't mentioned it at all, but I, uh, started giving thank you notes to all the people that I met in high school because I was new to the, dis- to the district and I didn't know anyone and all these people who were so nice and so kind to me I wanted to reciprocate that and I ended up giving Thanksgiving notes every four years I'm going to do it in college too of course but um, at that point uh, this was my second year or my third year doing this and I was like maybe I should make a video of this I just kind of recorded giving people their notes, and giving them hugs, and I put like a, I put a song behind it, and it was really cute, and a lot of people liked it, and enjoyed it, and they also enjoyed the cards, of course. Um, the most recent video that I made was when I went on vacation to Puerto Rico, that was a fun one. Um, I used the Take Me Gravity song from Luca in there, and... People really like that. That was one of the ones I didn't post on Instagram. But I did post um, this um, video that I just kind of took videos all through my four years of high school and connected them into one three-minute and ten-second video of uh, with the song I'll Be Seeing You by Jimmy Durante or Durante in the background it's one of my favorite songs too it's kind of a sad song but it's like I'll be seeing you I'll see you out there it's one of those things um that was one of my favorites it was a little sad it's also on my Instagram it's still there the reason why I I risked it and put it on Instagram because Jimmy Durante is long gone so I don't know who owns the rights to it but it's still there so if you want to watch it you can um But yeah, that video makes me happy every time. Um, Sometimes I make little videos of how my day was. Or me and my my friend, before I went to Puerto Rico, we had a little tea party. I documented that. It was really fun. It was a really cute tea party. And I can't wait to make more. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but it's going to be great. So I hope... Um... (laughs) This is a fun episode because it definitely was for me because film is one of my, my loves and I just want to share one of them to you. So that's all I have for today. Um, film is definitely a protector of my peace. So go out and find yours. I'll see you guys next week.